Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight at 6pm with me, Paul Bonzer, and alongside me, Eagles Premiership player Dan Menzel. Menz, welcome back. Bonzer, it's great to be here on a Tuesday afternoon. Plenty how's, to get into tonight. How's the ankle? A little better? Uh, slightly better. Same? Yeah. A bit 2% better. Great. All right. We're going to have a big show. Uh, we're going to talk some Marsh Cup. We're going to talk some cricket. Uh, Sample Tuesday. So we might have some predictions to do with Sample. Um, we'll have a, a bit of a look at that. And Matty Doldick, the general manager of footy, he's going to join us as well. Yeah, hopefully we can get a few exclusives out of Matty Doldig about the season, what we've got in store and what's coming up in 2023. We have the hard-hitting questions all lined up for him. True or false tonight and your calls and your text. You can... Call in on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or text oh four two seven one five four one double six. Let's get straight into it, men's. Thanks to Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature drink range, inspired by Char Time fan faves. Wow, I feel good. Sports Day SA I on Cruise thirteen twenty three and sixteen twenty nine SEN SA. All right, uh, chess cricket. It starts on Thursday. Pat Cummins has announced that he will not be going back to India. He's going to stay with his family, which we all understand and uh, wish them all the best. So Steve Smith will captain again. He will captain again. He did a terrific job uh, in indoor as well. And uh, just a super person, Steve Smith. When he, he came out straight away, when got asked about whether he should be the captain moving forward. And he straight away put Dampens on that and said, no, this is Pat's team. This isn't my team. Uh, I'm just caretaker at the moment. So all class, Steve Smith, and uh, I think he will be again leading us in the fourth test. They go in unchanged, don't they? Yeah, they have to. Uh, winning formula, uh, there's only been three teams that have won in 20 years in India, and so that's where one of those teams. So why would you change it? You can't change it. All right, big day for the Redbacks tomorrow. Uh, it's been 2011 was the last time they won this trophy. They play for the Marsh Cup in Perth tomorrow. Um, Western Australia taking on South Australia. I can give you the squads. They were announced today. So this is the Western Australian squad, <laughs> just to start with. Ashton Turner, the captain. Ashton Agar, Cam Bancroft, uh, Berendorf, Gannon, Hardy, Inglis, Kelly, Mitch Marsh, Philippi, Darcy Short, Stoinis and Ty. So for your casual cricket fans out there, they might go, not really sure who Cameron Gannon is, and I don't know if I know who Matthew Kelly is. However, I guarantee you would have heard of every other player because yep. they've played for Australia in some capacity and whether it's in the Australian team or the second 11, that is an incredibly strong lineup that we are taking on. It is. Now the good guys, South Australia, Wes Agar, Jake Carter, Daniel Drew, Henry Hunt, Spencer Johnson, Jake Lehman will captain the side, Ben Menenti, Nathan McAndrew, Nathan McSweeney, Harry Nilsson behind the stumps, 
Liam Scott, Kelvin Smith, and Henry Thornton. So, look, we're going in as the underdog. It's over in Perth at the Wacker, uh, and we spoke with Ben Benente about that last night. We're carrying some confidence in. So, WA will be carrying a lot of confidence in, and rightly so. But uh, you never know in the one-day competition. We have been very strong this year, and so – uh, Wes, you t- touched on last night, Wes and Spencer Johnson at the Wacker could really cause this elite batting lineup of WA some problems. Yeah, I agree. And Wes has had a rest. He didn't play in the Shield game. They had a l- few little niggles. So he had a rest and he will be ready and firing. I, I hope that we bowl first because they like to chase. Yeah. So I hope that we bowl first. They chase put, Get early well. wickets yep. and put them under pressure. And Spencer Johnson, our new favourite, he uh, he might get a four or five, and Wes can have a couple as well, and they just bring home the trophy. Sounds easy, doesn't it? No, oh, we'll be in the game. That's the important thing. Uh, the disaster, as you said, is if we bat first and they get us a few wickets down early uh, with that batting lineup from them, you'd expect them to be able to chase most targets. So uh, a very important toss for Jake Lehman to win. I agree. Um, we wish them all the best, and... We'll bring you updates during the show tomorrow as well, as that will be happening live as we're on air. Um, good luck to the Redbacks. I've just got a good feeling about this. I don't know why, but I've got a good feeling, men's. I oh, think. there's nothing to lose. Uh, WA is the uh, f- firm favourites. So let's go in, let's play our game, release the shackles, pressure is off. Let's um, see what we got. Rory Laird plays for the Crows. Good player. Um, he's had a bit of a something to say about the forward line of the Adelaide Crows? I think there's been some really, you know, good additions and they fit in really well and complement each other really well. Um, it also helps that, um, you know, draft high and get, you know, high-end talent like Josh Rochelle, um, you know, ready-made talent like Isaac Rankin. And yeah. then you see the continued development of, of a bloke like Darcy Fogarty, which has just got that X factor and, um, you know, aim-breaking ability along with... You know, Tex obviously playing or arguably playing his, you know, best footy of his career. So um, I think it's a really good balance of, you know, pressure and um, and then, you know, skill and actually execution up there and a bit of polish and talent too. So um, if they can play, you know, half as well as they do on the weekend, I think they're going to be pretty, uh, pretty impressive up there. There's been a few questions going around on whether Darcy Fogarty is a future Coleman medalist. It's an interesting question, Bonds. Yes. His progression is certainly on the right track. Yes. So uh, why not have a look at the Coleman medal for this season, 2023? Let's have a look at it. So we will touch on a few. Now, Jeremy Cameron and Tom Lynch are equal favourites to win the Coleman this season. Uh, Lynch kicked 60 last year. Cameron kicked 59. The winner was Charlie Curnow on 64. Yep. So the Carlton Footy Club, although they didn't make finals last year, they had the common medalist just like they did in season 2021 when Harry Mackay won it with 58 goals. Tom Hawkins comes second that year. So will uh, Charlie Curnow or Harry Mackay back it up? I think they need other guys to kick goals to be able to really compete this year, and I think we'll see that a little bit more. So I don't think that Curnow or Mackay will win the Coleman this year. Okay. Uh, I think Cameron and Lynch are very good chances, but I've got uh, maybe a couple from left field for you, Bonds. Um, I really like, and I've talked about this team and how I'm very high on them this year, I really like Aaron Norton. Now, Aaron Norton, uh, juicy odds at $34 gamble responsibly, but when I had a look at that, he, he kicked 51 goals last season, which meant that he finished in seventh position on the Coleman 
medal tally board. So he wasn't that far back. No. Uh, and the year before, he kicked 47. So he's thereabouts. He's still young. He's only 23, 24 this year. So I really like Norton. Yes, they've got Jamara up there. Darcy could play um, in that forward line as well. So there's a lot of options, but I like the Bulldogs this year. I like how they're going to be in offense. Uh, with Bontempelli and McRae delivering him the footy, I think he is a smoky to win it this year. He's going to be the main target, isn't he? He's going to be the focus up forward. Yes, they've got these other role players around him. But he's going to be the number one target. He will. And we saw it in the practice game, albeit they played North Melbourne, but he did kick four. He was the leading goal kicker on the ground. Now, if he kicks four every game, he will definitely win the Coleman. So it's a nice start in preseason for him. Another one who I do like, and I expect their team to bounce back. They were six in offense last year, the Melbourne Demons. I think they'll be closer to the top. And if they do that, Bailey Fritch, um, if he has his body right, he will be every chance because he's kicked 50 and 47 goals the last two years. So he just bobs up and kicks goals. Yep. And Gorn down there as well will uh, command a lot of attention. I think Bailey Fritch will get less attention. So he's another one who could pop up and kick a few. But Darcy Fogarty is an interesting talking point. Um, I really found it interesting what Rory Laird said there in terms of they now have a good balance of pressure, class, um, and talent up there. In the past couple of seasons, there's no kidding yourself here, they lacked that class. They were a pressure forward line. Um, they didn't have many guys that necessarily – They had one forward. Correct. Taylor Walker. And so it was all about pressure from those guys up there. I think they've found the balance. And I think that sometimes AFL coaches get a little bit carried away with pressure when it comes to forward line and they go, yep, we need three or four pressure players. If you're a good pressure player, you're playing. I want hmm. you in the team yet you can't kick a goal for us. Well, at the end of the day, you need to be able to do both. You need to be able to complement the rest of your forward line. And I think Laird touched on it. Rochelle and Rankin up there adds that class with a bit of pressure. They've put keys up there as well who can really pressure well and hit the scoreboard. You've got Tex up there, Thilthorpe is in the ranks, and Darcy Fogarty with that forward line around him, there's no reason why he can't kick 40 or potentially 50 goals this year. So with Fogarty being a focal point, is he the main go-to guy now? Does he get the best offender? Fogarty? No. No, he so doesn't. So Tech still does? Tech absolutely still does. If you put yourself in the shoes of an opposition team, if you're a Crows fan right now, think about – if just I know you don't want to do it, but put your Port Adelaide hat on. What would you do if you were a Port Adelaide fan or a Port Adelaide coach? Who would you want to stop? I think Tex is still the one. We've seen him break open games over the last couple of seasons. Uh, he kicked bags of goals, and they're both – Elite kicks at goal as well. So yep. you don't want the ball in either of the hands. Um, but Tex for mine runs on the board, um, the body of work. You've got to stop Tex if you're the opposition coaches and Fogarty comes closely behind that. So Tex has 47 goals last year, kicked 48 the year before. So pretty consistent. Yep. I'm just wondering whether Fogarty then takes some pressure off of Taylor Walker that might allow him to kick even more goals. Potentially. Um, there's that way you can look at it or there's less targets towards him. And so that would be my, not concern for Tex, because it would be great for the team. But I think if Keyes plays up there, he'll cry and kick a few. Rankin and Rochelle will continue to get better. So they will get opportunities as well. So I think that um, it means that Tex will push up the ground potentially a bit more, which um, – which uh, can drag that drag the opposition away from Fogarty, can pull the defences apart, which I think is what the Crows 
and Matty Nix will certainly look to do this season. And if they are struggling for one reason or another, you can easily isolate with Shelley or Rankin deep because they've both kicked bags of goals in games too. So it's nice for the Crows Brains Trust to have multiple options in their forward line this year. Is there anyone else you'd put in the mix? Tommy Hawkins? See, Tom Hawkins is coming off a foot injury. He reckons yep. he'll be right. He spoke on AFL 360 last night. Reckons he'll be right for round one, but he's had a very limited preseason. So... I think that age is going to eventually catch up with Hawke. He's still going to have a great year, but not win the Coleman. Um, so if you take him out of it, that means that potentially Jeremy Cameron, there's a clearer path there for him to be able to go on and win his second Coleman medal. Um, there's a few other names. I, I still am intrigued by Joe Danaher. Now, he kicked two in the practice game, had 17 touches. He looked really good. He's kicked 39 and 46 goals the last couple of years. If he kicks straight, he could easily kick 50, 55 goals with that midfield delivering him the ball. And he can't kick straight, so he can't win it. <laughs> All right, well, let's <laughs> coming up on the show, we got true or false and Matt Doldig from the sample. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza, Dan Menzel with you and hope you're having a fantastic evening. Um, Worlds and Blighty will be back in about a, well, next Monday. Yeah. Next Monday. Yep. Less They're than here. a week. Less than a week. They're here. It's very exciting and they, they will be back in these chairs and taking you through the whole of footy season right across the winter, and we might be lucky enough to just chat with the great man Blighty on Thursday. We're trying to get him out of his very tight schedule. He's just putting the finishing touches on his statue at Grange before the Live Golf Tournament's there, so he's overseeing all of that. But uh, hopefully he'll be here on Thursday. Um, true or false time, men's. Uh, thanks to Lumo SA, Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. I will go first. Um, true or false, Dan Menzel, Ben Menenti and Spencer Johnson will be the stars for the Redbacks in the Marsh Cup tomorrow simply because they're very good creators, but mainly because they've been on our show in the last two, last week. Bang. That is true. <laughs> and uh, the reason is obviously because they've been on the show. But yes. Uh, not just that. Spencer Johnson at the Wacker. I'm really looking forward to seeing how that goes. Can't wait. And Ben Menenti, we asked him last night. He didn't give me much when I said this to him, Bonds, but he made 61 of 39 deliveries against WA the last time they played only a couple of weeks ago. So he is in exceptional form at the moment. They are two players that need to fire if South Australia is going to have any chance to win. And they will. What do you got for me? Uh, Bonds, Daniel Ricciardo is the happy, happiest driver after round one of the F1 season, even though he wasn't even in the race. He is the happiest man in Formula One, and I'll tell you why, Mens. He is getting paid. Like He got sacked by McLaren last year. He McLaren did. had a shocking start, um, basically finished last in, in the race in Bahrain. They're paying him $18 million not to drive. And then he's getting about six mil from Red Bull to be the third driver. Be test their driver. backup driver. So he's getting $24 million to sit in the To paddock not drive a car. And watch the other cars go around on the screen. It's rather incredible. And Where, you, oh, the, the race driver who replaced him, Oscar Piastri, his yes. car did not even make it to the finish. So. No, but we want Oscar to do well. We he's do. An Aussie, yeah. so, but his time, his time will come. But, yes, 
Um, all right, next one for you. Trent Cochin is the luckiest footballer in the AFL. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're referring to his suspension or lack of suspended. He's been suspended once in his career and he plays on the edge. He does play on the edge. Uh, I'm going to go to one of my favourite quotes of all time here, Bonds, with greater talent equals greater tolerance. <laughs> I don't think I need to say much more. Well said. Uh, Bonds, um, we love our AFL fantasy football here at Sports Day SA and it's becoming bigger and bigger every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, My question for you is Rory Laird will be the number one fantasy player this year. Um, I will say that is false. Why? Because he's too dear. Most people won't pay the one point. Something million dollars. So he's the highest. He is the highest. But he's also the highest. Like he gets the most. Correct. And I don't remember a player that went back to back for a little while. Now it's hard to replicate that season after season. So I think think that's false. All right. Last one for you. Uh, Test match cricket will go back to four days instead of five days. Uh, that is that is false. Um, there was a few reports about this, about yes. four-day test cricket, and I found this staggering. And I'll give you one test match as a reason. So here's, um, here's a test match, Bonds, for you. England, eight for 435 declared. New Zealand came out and made 209. They followed on and made 483. England bowled out for 256. New Zealand wins the test match by one run. Now, that was day five, session two. If we had four-day test cricket, that would not have happened only a week ago. And it was enthralling test cricket to watch. Yeah, it was. It was. I, there's no way we've gone back to four days. There's just not. And you see in Shield cricket, it's only four days, and they have to uh, declare and make a game of it. So, all right, what do you got for me? Uh, yeah, I've got a uh, one that's close to home here. Uh, the... SEN tipping comp will be anyone's guess this year. So for Rory, if you're listening, Robbo, Mork, Sammy, Beck, James, Jace, Walshy, any of you guys out there listening, get the uh, tipping competition started uh, yes. for SEN here. Um, and the reason I say it's going to be anyone's guess is, have you had a look at the round one fixture? Yeah, it's crazy. It is so hard to pick. You, I think you're a chance to actually pick zero in round one. Is Richmond Carlton is line ball. Um, Geelong Collingwood maybe just Geelong favourites. North Melbourne West Coast is line ball. Port Brisbane line ball. Melbourne just favourites over the Bulldogs. Gold Coast just underdogs to Sydney. GWS and Adelaide. Who knows now? Hawthorne and Essendon. Who knows? And St Kilda and Freo are line ball. Yeah, I yeah, it's a great first round. Um, Sam, why haven't you organised the tipping comp for SEN yet? He's on it. See, just like that. There's one ready. Just like that. Oh, oh, we didn't get the invite. He reckons uh, there's one already. Oh, Obviously, is. we didn't get the invite. Yeah, oh, it's okay. So it's just to the uh, backroom stuff. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we know where we sit. All the we? best to you. Last week and, uh, yeah, who, who, who's that Bonzer and Menzel bloke? Yeah, never heard of him. <laughs> That's right. You guys can pick zero in round one on your own then. True or false, Menz? Neither of us will win the SEN footing tipping competition. <laughs> well, we won't lose it because Sammy will pick zero in round one. So it, uh, it is great, though, footy tipping for any organisation. <laughs> Maybe he'll get one. We'll give him one. Two. <laughs> uh, Coming up on the show, I can't wait to speak to the general manager of footy from the sample, Matty Doldig. And you can be part of the show as well. Text in on 0427 154 166 or give us a call, one 
736 736. And uh, all thanks to the award winning 7C Kia Sorento. Just like that. Beautiful. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA, 100% Australian-owned, with energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA with Paul Bonza and Premiership player with the mighty Flying Eagles, Dan Menzel. Uh, Menz, it's been a fiery start. It's been good. Good start. Great start. And it's time for Lost in the Wash. Thanks to Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Now, it is Sample Tuesday, and across the last, what, eight, Nine weeks. Yeah, we've, eight, we've, eight weeks leading into this one. We've had guests from every sample club. Um, and you've asked those guests, whether it be um, Harry Boyd or Cole Presby from Centrals or Lee last, McBean. last week, Joey Sinor, uh, rapid fire questions. Yes. But you haven't answered these. So I'm going to ask you these rapid fire questions that you asked them. Oh, like I put them on the spot. You're going to put me I'm on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Love it. Um, all right, here we go. Who is the player you like to watch in the sample? Um, that I enjoy or that sample fans should watch out for? Oh, sorry. Year? Yes, yes. You got it wrong already. Pulled you up my own who's, questions. Who's, <laughs> <laughs> well, you should know him better than me. Uh, who should the fans watch? Yeah, it's a great question you asked, Bonds. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I'm going to go with James Bell from Glenelg. Oh. I played with Belly at Sydney. Um, Dinger. Raw speed, raw pace. Uh, I think he's going to be a great one to watch down the bay, and I think for all fans, it'll be a, a, an exceptional play this year. Who's the benchmark team? Uh, we played them on the weekend. It's North Adelaide for mine. Okay, McGarry Medal. I think this guy has a point to prove after being injured last year and getting picked up in the mid-season draft. I think he's ha- he would have had a good preseason. Brett Turner. Yes, I like that too. Um, which player do you enjoy watching in the sample, this apart a, from watching your replays? This is a, <laughs> it's a very interesting question, Bonzo, and that's why I really enjoyed asking our guests this yes. question because it's uh, out of left field. I'm going to go with Ben Jarvis from Norwood. Right. Now, the reason I go Ben Jarvis, we play a similar position. He plays up in the forward line. He actually um, wore number 10 at Geelong as well after I went to the Swans. That's not the reason I pick him. I just I love his craft in the forward line. Uh, he just knows the what spots to get to. He's a hard matchup. I watched him in the grand final last year, and um, he's certainly one. If you want to watch forward craft and how to move as a forward, he, there's um, uh, not many that do it better in the sample than Ben Jarvis. Good watch. Nice. I like it. Different. Um, your favourite ground to play at? This has to be the favourite ground in the Sandfall because yes. I would be the third or fourth player to say this. It is High Sense Stadium. Right. Uh, we had that's a third person who said that out of nine. Um, you probably wouldn't have guessed that, would you, Bonds? West Adelaide? Um, no, not really. Not it, really. I, I would have thought. I would have thought Glenelg would have been amongst it just because you know, it's down the bay, nice atmosphere, always a crowd. 
little bit sandy. A little bit sandy? Yeah, okay. it's, I think it's the deck, to be honest. I think that uh, High Sense has had uh, AFL women's games on it, I believe. Um, here's another one for you. They have goalposts that go up really high as well, which um, the casual fan might not notice. But when you're playing, you certainly do notice. So I think it's easier to kick for goal when you have right. really high goalposts compared to smaller goalposts. It might sound a bit weird, but um, no, Sense has that, and they are AFL regulation standard. So I right. think it, it's a great deck. So the, the goalposts at Glenelg, for example, you can just stand on your tippy toes and reach the top Correct. just about. It's, yeah. um, in terms of depth perception and whatnot, in terms of okay. kicking for goal, I think it makes a difference. There you go. Hey, let's do some sample predictions uh, coming up. On the show, uh, Matty Doldig, general manager at Footy, we're speaking to him very shortly. But let's do a little, uh, just a few predictions. Who who do you think is going to win the wooden spoon, Mans? Uh, Tough I th- question. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, look, I'm not going to sit on the fence for any of these. Okay. Um, I think West Adelaide will win the wooden spoon. I, I, I love what Adam Hartlett's going to bring to that team. I think he's going to be the man for them going forward. They've just lost so many players this year. Like all of their experienced players have. Almost left the Go club. On. So it's going to be a really challenging year. I love what they're doing, but I think they're going to have to um, go through some struggling times this year to build into the future. Your... I, I agree with you. Um, the other team that I think might is Port. Because yeah. I, th- I think the Port top-up players aren't as strong as, say, the Adelaide top-up players. And therefore, if uh, Port have a few injuries... That's a, it's a great call, actually. Mm. I think if you think about that, the Port and the Crows top-up players, uh, I think over the previous couple of seasons, the Crows top-up players have had a little bit more talent. So I agree with that call. It's not a bad call there. Um, who's going to be the biggest improver? Uh, the Eagles. The Eagles got some quality back at the club. Uh, Williams, Rowe, Collier Dawkins, new player. I think they will bounce back after a disappointing year last year. Yeah, yeah, obviously, I agree. I think South Adelaide has done some nice the things too. So yeah. they're, they're the other team. Um, Apart from you, Mens, who's going to win the Ken Farmer medal? Um, well, I'm looking down at my ankle right now. <laughs> going, geez, it might be Lockie Hosey's year this year. Um, look, I think McBean will play in the forward line a little bit more uh, than he did last year. He played okay. in the ruck a bit. Yes. So. I'm just going to go with form and go McBean. Uh, I think he kicks nicely for goal, although he did miss a bit last year. Uh, who are you going to select? You, obviously. Yes. If I, you told me to say you. So I'm saying you. Uh, McGarry Metal. <laughs> Smart man you are. Uh, McGarry Metal. Um, I'm going to go Brett Turner. Uh, I think that I mentioned him before. I think that he is going to have a bounce back the year this year after being injured in the second half last year. You can't underestimate what that does to your performance. And I think he's got a point to prove. Who do you think? I like Raleigh Knight. Uh, I think he's a he's proven vote getter. I think he uh, will play a very good season. He's got some better players around him. He'll get more of the footy. Um, I like him to win the medal. Uh, outsider would well, not really an outsider. Pat Wilson, if he plays all year, yeah. Body, body yeah, is the, the concern. body is the concern. Yeah. Yep. Uh, grand finalists. Well, I think we might be similar here. I'm going to go with a replay of the 2020 grand final, which is Eagles and North Adelaide. Me too. Yep. Uh, premiers. I don't want to pick it, but probably North. I'm going to go North as well. Yeah. And the reason being is they, for mine, are the benchmark team at, 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 in the competition at the moment. Look, Norwood could absolutely be that and they deserve to be too. But I'm going with North Adelaide until we see something different. Um, I think it's fair to say that. Injuries play a part every year. So it only takes a couple of a team's top liners to get injured. And all of a sudden you lose a couple of games in a row. It hurts your position. If you limp into the finals, you're not fit. 
it all makes uh, it all makes a difference. And and we have spoken about this off air that it is such an even competition that yes. uh, there's probably seven teams that could win the flag this year. There's um, two or three down the bottom that their their best can beat anyone, but are they quite at that level to have the consistency to make finals and win it? Maybe not, but. There are seven teams that realistically could win the team, uh, win the grand final this year. I think early in the season, the Adelaide Crows will be hard to beat. Yep. Because their list at the moment is 100% fit. And they were last year too. Yeah, so they were, you they were a good side. that to happen two years in a row. So uh, the Crows will be good, but just the sheer weight of numbers, the way history has shown, they will have some injuries at AFL level this year, which will impact their. And, and yeah, team. we've seen that, that that just hurts the, the two AFL clubs in the sample when they cop injuries they just can't can't quite compete no uh, there's, there's normally a number i think it's 15 15 afl listed players they go okay anything less than that so just on that i know that i'm not the only person and we're not the only team that does this um when you're coming up against the crows and port you just have a look throughout the week and go How's their AFL injury list looking what uh what lineup are we going to get this week and north adelaide would have been Absolutely chuffed when they saw the lineup that Port Adelaide rolled out against them. I think it was mid year last year when they oh. won 146 to 10 or yep. something along those lines. Yeah, I commentated that game and it was embarrassing. <laughs> Incredible. It really was. And that can happen with AFL teams. Yeah, it certainly can. All right, it's time to speak to our next guest. He's the big man from the sample. Uh, let's have a chat to Matty Doldy. Our next guest is brought to us by Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Joining us on the summer edition of Sports Day SA, it's the general manager of football from the Sample, Matt Doldig. Matt, welcome to the show. Boys, thanks for having me on. Much appreciated. Now that Sample W season's up and underway, um, start of the season's always a little bit earlier than the men's. Is this for, I guess, to give the girls some clean air? Yeah, a little bit. So a few years ago, we uh, aligned with where the AFLW seasons was. We saw some really good um, alignment there and the ability for players to transition through the grades in its infancy. Um, obviously, they've moved, but we found that it was a really good position to play uh, the W competition actually, yeah, like you say, gave them their own um, bit of light where there was no other football being played. And as you'll see, there's been some great promotion um, through your station, SCN, which has been great in the paper. So it's a really good opportunity then to put them up in lights as the only product that we're, um, we've got at this time of year. Now, Matty, the Sandful fixture got released uh, a few weeks ago and we spoke with Sean Tui here on uh, Sports Day SA and, and spoke about, I guess, the first couple of rounds and was it a challenge to work out how many rounds to get in, try and fixture gather round around these um, games as well and, and how that came about? Yeah, look, the fixture's always... Uh, it feels really challenging internally. Look, from the outside, it looks like just play everyone twice. It can't be that hard. But you're right, there's a lot of things to weigh up. Everyone wants to kick the season off with a blockbuster at home, um, this year we had gather around that we had to tie in and we wanted to support that round and give everyone the opportunity to get along to matches. Um, then we obviously have our set games, um, Anzac Day for the, the grand finalists from the previous year, um, a couple of games that we're trying to make tradition, that Norwood Sturt game uh, across Easter. So um, once you start putting those sort of games in, it doesn't leave you too much wriggle room, but we feel like we've um, got a really good 
program that's going to gauge a lot of interest early in the season. So on that, on uh, you touched on gather round there and a couple of rounds of sample footy in before gather round comes with all the AFL games here in Adelaide. How will the sample benefit from that fixture? Yeah, look, it's really important for, for a range of reasons. One being obviously Adelaide Oval. Um, we have a really close connection to Adelaide Oval and the more people that come through here, that benefits the sample, which allows us to better invest in not only the sample competition, men's and women's, but also our junior pathways, regional football. And then there's just the general engagement in football, the the amount of activities and promotions that are getting um, planned, that are in plans around South uh, around Adelaide. Um, things like all of the AFL clubs will be training in sample venues. There'll be a, like a festival footy in the in the metro area in the CBD. So that more interest that people play uh, is in football, um, the better, obviously, for us. We want more kids playing footy, more people coming to Adelaide Oval, more people coming to sample matches. So I just think that general Aussie rules taking over Metro Adelaide for four or five days is really exciting. Will the sample need more volunteers around that time? Is there any way that uh, people can put their hand up if they, if they want to volunteer during that weekend? Yeah, look, we're, we're pretty good at the moment. We have a range of volunteers that we've already tapped into. Um, just an example, we've got about 55 different player, club, coach activations that will be happening across sort of four days. So there is a need for a lot of volunteers. We do have them filled at the moment, but our sample clubs would probably love people to put up their hand and come and help out. So hosting an AFL club down there, not only for training, but for signing sessions, um, meet the players afterwards in clinics, um, they would always love that help, but not only that, there's just going to be a great opportunity for our footy lovers to get along to our sample venues and experience something a little bit different. So the best way is to, just for people to contact your local sample club and just stick your hand up and say, I'm here to help out for Gather Round and beyond. Yeah, here to help out for Gather Round and hopefully for the rest of the year, we're always looking for volunteers. It's a tough space for, for all all sports, all footy clubs. So uh, I'd encourage them not only for Gather Round, but get, get amongst your local sample club. So, Matty, how does the sample build the connection with the juniors and the younger generation coming through? I know that when I was uh, just a kid, uh, the sample footy was massive. I used to get along uh, to Centrals down to Elizabeth and watch uh, Centrals play with my old man and with my brother. And uh, it's something that I think AFL has obviously got a bit of a stranglehold uh, on the market at the moment. How do we continue to get the kids involved with sample football? Yeah, really important for us men's that um, we get as many kids down to our sample clubs. So that sort of starts from obviously a pathway perspective from talent, getting more of them involved in our sample clubs, but also that engagement piece on on matches. It's a, it's a really different product to what you experience here at Adelaide Oval. We're obviously sitting down, big crowds, come to a sample venue. It's really family orientated. You can get out on the oval at the breaks. You can get really up close and personal. You would have signed a few autographs straight after the siren of people running to the Oval. So that's the unique environment that the sample can provide. We need to keep promoting that. We've got some great ideas and great things happening this year where we'll be showcasing a match a week where we're putting a lot of different things in and around the product on the field. So all of those details will be coming out in the coming weeks. So I think that's the starting point, that we're trying to get families and kids back to sample venues and hopefully it flows from there. And so just on the coverage, Channel 7 is back again for the men's season. So how does that relationship work? Did Channel 7 pick which games work for them? How much uh, buy-in does a Sandville have and work with 7 on that? 
Yeah, we work really closely. We have, we have a fair say of what games we want on. The, the challenging part for us is Channel 7, uh, so sports orientated. They have their AFL fixtures. They've got their horse racing, other sports that happen throughout the winter as well. And it only leaves certain time slots across the weekend. So once we've done our fixture, it's a little bit of what games fit into their available time slots. Um, but obviously we want to get big audience and we talk about that engagement at venue that may have dropped off the last couple of years that we're trying to rebuild. Certainly our engagement on Channel 7 and across other streams is, is increasing and we had our, our best year ever on Channel 7 last year. just want to ask you about your streaming service. Sample Now has been up and running for a few years. Uh, are you happy with the product itself and how do you expand on that and get more eyes on the footy? Yeah, it's it's growing leaps and bounds. Um, we've still got a little bit of work to do, but we've just sort of redone the subscription service. So it's sort of you can sign up for a month or annually. It's around $7 a month, so really affordable. Um, and not only does it have our men's league and women's league on there, which is sort of that showpiece, but we're starting to get all of our women's development league, all of our junior football, uh, state matches, and you can even dive into the archives, the stuff that you were talking about before, men's getting out the Central Oval 20 years ago. You can dive back and watch some of those games. So that's how we want to build the popularity of Sandville now. Um, but obviously the, the showpiece is that Saturday, Sunday afternoon with the, the league men's and women's live. on. You can get it anywhere you are and on demand as well. But there's a lot of content on there, so I encourage anyone to jump on, have a bit of a browse and see what you can find. One game that I think uh, plenty of people will have interest in, and certainly players as well, is the state game, which is wedged nicely in between round six and round seven. So the weekend of the 20th of May, the question is, Matt, has it been locked in in terms of venue and time for that game? Yes, we can We can let you know that it's been locked in. So that's a, it's going to be a Friday late afternoon match here leading into the Port v Melbourne game. It was really important for us to secure um, good venue. So Adelaide Oval, when we go to Perth, it's at Optus Stadium. The players have told us that's a really important part of the state weekend. Um, hopefully get a bit of a crowd. And what I can say to anyone, those listening, that we'll be providing opportunity to get down to the Oval as well, as well as view it on our, on our Sample Now products. So that's locked in for, for Friday afternoon. Hopefully it's a big crowd building for Port versus Melbourne and um, Hopefully we can knock them off again for I think it might be the sixth time in a row. Oh, that's great news. And Menz is just uh, – well, he's not jumping around because he's got a bit of a bad ego at the minute, but he's pretty happy that uh, he might be a chance to play at Adelaide Oval again. Um, AFL moving to four field umpires this season. Will that affect the umpiring stocks of the sample? Um, not, not, not particularly. We've had one um, umpire – go up to the AFL ranks. Tom Bryce, the umpire to our Sample Grand Final, um, won the Golden Whistle, so he was on that elevation anyway. They have increased their pool at AFL level, but no other South Australians have been taken at this point in time, so it won't affect our depth. Um, look, we'll keep a bit of an eye on it, um, that four-umpire system, and see how it works, but clearly that depth and quality of umpiring is the, the piece that we need to monitor at our end. Something else to do with umpiring in uh, WA, they've ditched the bounce. It's gone this season. <laughs> Any like, Will you keep an eye on that as well? And, and has there been discussions at sample level about getting rid of the bounce? Yeah, we'll certainly keep an eye on it. Yeah, look, it's been been discussed. So at the moment in, our, in sample footy, only those umpires on the AFL pathway bounce. And we have some strict measures 
for them to bounce. They need to be achieving certain goals at training and then in previous matches to keep bouncing. So it's only those guys that are ready to put, uh, umpire at AFL level. So some of our veterans, you'll notice that they throw the ball up. But, yeah, it's certainly something that we want to monitor because if, the more we can keep umpires in the game um, for longer and get more involved in the, in the girls as well, if the bounces are prohibited, it's something that we should have a look at. Now, Matt, I've uh, just been stuck on the state game since we brought it up and you mentioned it's the uh, curtain raiser to Port versus Melbourne, which is exciting. Uh, Sports Day SA's own Twig Rawlings won the premiership last year. Now, Bonds, I think I've got a good relationship with him and I don't want to burn her or my current coach as well. Uh, the question, Matt, is Jay Chitty was the coach the last two years. He hasn't lost. Uh, does he lose the title of state coach now that Twig Rawlings is the premiership coach? <laughs> Well, it's currently in discussion notes here at the offices. We're we're pretty close to announcement. Um, Now, the premiership coach, there's no rule that they automatically get the job. Um, And as you said, Sheets has done an unbelievable job. He's an unbelievable player. And then he comes in and coaches two wins. So he's done nothing wrong. But we'll talk to both Jades, um, see how they feel about, about the role. What we've loved in recent years is our senior coaches wanting to put their hand up. And I think that's great for the the players to hear those different voices and, and also the senior coach put their hands up to the assistant coaches. Obviously, we've had um, Jacob Surgeon as an assistant coach uh, for a number of years, Jared Wright. So I think the program's pretty healthy, but we'll have an announcement in the next couple of weeks on the on who's going to lead the state team this year. Hey, joint captains all over the place, maybe joint coaches. <laughs> <laughs> first, for the, first for the sample. <laughs> Uh, what about uh, yourself, mate? You've had a little bit of time off over over the summer or have you just been working straight through? <laughs> yeah, well, footy seems a 12-month business at the moment, but I've got a little bit of time off, uh, which I like to spend down at Beachport to throw on the odd line in. So we're rejuvenated, ready to go. The girls are underway and um, can't wait for the guys to get underway. And what is it, three weeks now, so it's coming quickly. Last night on the show, Men's mentioned about he, how he's looking forward to the Anzac weekend. There are some fantastic games, and throughout all the programming uh, and the stress that is to put all that together, the programming for Anzac weekend just looks fantastic. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the most exciting weekends on the on the calendar. I reckon you get round one, which is always really exciting. Um, uh, Easter is is pretty always pretty good, and you get a lot of people through the gates. But Anzac weekend, five games over four days is is really exciting. Obviously, culminates on a Tuesday with uh, Nord North. Um, but yeah, a Monday night fixture, which uh, men's will be up for. We're really Great excited idea. about. We, yeah, we're not sure how to land, but I think everyone's looking to get that footy fixed with a day off the next day. And what better place to do that than down the bay? No, nah, credit to you, Matty, because Live Golf is on that weekend as well. So I'm glad that you fixtured us on the Monday night and the North and Nords on the Tuesday. So everyone will be happy. Everyone wins. Are you a golf fan yourself? Oh, I am, yeah. I've got a couple of oh, tickets in the works in that. there okay. if, I can, if I can sneak, sneak <laughs> along. But um, I'll be getting to the footy during the day and then hopefully a bit, of life, a bit of live later in the afternoon. But it's a bit of a sports frenzy isn't it, in South Australia, gather around. Even plenty of sample footy as well. Oh, it's an incredible couple of weeks of um, of sport in South Australia, so we're very lucky to be here. Matt, thanks for joining us on the show. It's been a great chat once again. I'm sure we'll uh, catch up with you across the sample season. Yeah, thanks, guys. appreciate you having us on and appreciate the support. Thanks, Matty. Matt Doldig, the general manager of footy at uh, the sample. He, he 
does a great job. They well, they're doing. A, they've been doing a good job for a few years now. But uh, he's very comfortable in that role. They make some very smart decisions. And state game. It's been announced. Friday, Arvo, curtain raiser to the Port Melbourne game. Uh, yeah, it feels like we get a couple of exclusives here, Bonds. We did. With, uh, with the announcement of that, uh, potentially, uh, if Sammy, our producer, is listening, we might play that uh, little clip to Twig Rawlings tomorrow night. And, yes. uh, and just float the question with him as well. I'm sure he'll give you a straight bat, Bonds. But, Join um, coaches. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's some, yeah, some really interesting takeaways um, of that. The other takeaway I've got from that is that um, – Matty Doldig, being a massive golf fan, has gone, let's just schedule the games for after Live Golf, thank you, and I'll head along to Live Golf, and then we'll get along to the Sandful big matchups as well. So well done to all involved for that as well. Another big show, men's uh, on Sandful Tuesday. It's been great, and it was great to chat with Matty Doldig. Uh, now, you've got a day off tomorrow. Twig will be in, and um, you'll be back Thursday and Friday for our last two shows of the summer. Last two shows of the summer. So it's uh, it's been incredible uh, six months, Bonds. It's been great. Um, it been really great. has. I'm looking forward to Friday. Uh, looking back on our moments of the summer, there's been some really good ones that definitely tune in for because uh, we'll recap some great events and great times over the summer. Yeah, we can't wait. Uh, thanks for joining us today and we'll see you again tomorrow on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Lumo Energy SA. 100% Australian-owned. With energy plans and great local rewards made for South Australia. You're listening to Sports Day.